Um, hello, friends. It's Shanika and Courtney from Get Checkered. Get Checkered is part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown and community supported. We were chit-chatting beforehand. Then I was like, no, we need to make sure the tea is like out for everyone. How are you? What's going on? And we also like everyone, Courtney's in school. So finally, finally, <laughs> finally done. Which yeah, we're so the Leafs are playing tonight. So I have to <laughs> in the playoffs. So I have to support. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been? Honestly, I am so busy with work. Like I, as much as I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you to be done school so you can like start working and like making lots of money. I'm also like, oh my gosh, it's a lie. Like working is not fun. Um, I'm having a hard time balancing my schedule right now. So um, yeah, I'm sitting on the jury for a like we have a, you, you probably, do you know Okotoks? It's like a small town, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like outside of Alberta. Anyways, um, I programmed for them for a few years and now I'm on their jury for one of their, like the documentary oh, um, category or something. But yeah, that also means I need to watch all these movies and I'm like, oh, where, when is this happening? I don't know. <laughs> where do I find the time? Yeah. Where am I going to do this? So yeah, that's one piece of the ginormous um, puzzle. And then I think I've talked about work a few times, but I work at a, like, I used to run a startup, left that, and then now work in like the tech space here in Calgary, but I advise startups and we're trying to build an incubator. So it's like taking a lot of time. I'm going to be going out to Montreal, Courtney, for Startup Fest. If there's anyone else here that is a founder, please let me know if that's in Calgary or Alberta, because um, yeah, heading to Startup Fest, trying to coordinate the entire Calgary delegation so it's a bit of a mess um but yeah there's a lot of moving pieces but you mentioned that you were supposed to be traveling but that your passport doesn't come yeah so <laughs> my friend has also finished school so we're doing like a grad trip I also I've lost my voice a little bit I um the Leafs played on Friday night and I went downtown to like the square so live your life girl I mean, the, are, the flames are also I mean last night it didn't win but that's okay um so yeah so my friend and I are going on a grad trip mm-hmm. so I my passport was damaged I found like when we were booking my trip I went to like get my passport blah blah, blah get all my dogs together but um my parents room their wind there was like something wrong with their window not long ago and my passport got had like dampness and the oh, papers were crinkled and like okay. things were smudging. So, but I found this out in 2021, like September, 2021. And I tried to report it as like damaged. It had to be renewed this year anyway. So I tried to do all of that, at least get it reported as like lost, stolen or damaged kind of thing in 2021. Yeah. And they wouldn't let me because travel wasn't essential. Oh, right. Okay. So I went in like end of January, early February, I had to get all my documents together to renew it, get that like lost, stolen, whatever, get my pictures done. And I went to renew it in person because I've never had to report something as like lost, damaged or stolen in terms of government papers. So I was like, I'm going to go in person. If there's any questions or if I miss something, I can do it right then and there rather than mailing it in and having to wait. Exactly. Right. So I went in February pre-backlog of every Canadian that wants to travel now and they were like the latest 
the latest, latest, latest it will be there is like Easter weekend. So like April 19th. Yeah. April. So that week comes when I'm like, okay, it's a long weekend, kind of the Friday and the Monday right. on both ends. And the government doesn't work mm-hmm. long weekends ever. So I gave them the benefit of the doubt to like wait until the end of that week. So I went to the passport office last Friday with my like receipt, my file number to go check in. And I got there at 7.30 in the morning and it opens at 8.30 and I was like 15th in line already. <laughs> and it was so freezing cold because there's, there's a phone number to call or an email. Like you can submit a request yeah. for an update. Obviously the phone lines were so busy. It's one of those things where it's like all the lines are taken. Yeah. Try again later and it just hangs up on you. So I'm like, whatever, I'll go wait in line. At 8.30, this guy's walking down the pathway of like everyone to like, what are you here for? Do you have the right documents? Like, there's no point in waiting in line if we can't help you today. I'm like, hi. So I'm being <laughs> so nice. I'm like, these people had to deal with, I'm sure people have been so rude. Yeah, these, exactly. Like poor government employees. I'm like, hi, how are you? Just wanted to check in on the status. And he goes, ooh, hate to break it to you. You can only check that through like a phone call. <laughs> so I waited in line for an hour and it was freezing so I'm calling I'm calling I'm calling like if you hear this one man's voice you know that it's just it's giving you like if you're traveling within 25 days yeah I'm calling I'm like hang up call hang up call hang up call (laughs) I finally get through they're like there's 199 people in front of you and I'm like great so I'm on hold for like an hour and a half long story short the first girl I talked to was so rude I cried all weekend Courtney. <laughs> well, because I had so I had to book my flights in order to get your passport expedited. Now you have to have travel. They like proof of travel. Okay, good to know. Yeah, so we booked our flights in case I like was able to go in that day. I could be like, look, here's my flight. Here's everything. So whatever. The girl last week was so mean, and it was a Friday, so you know that my file got trans like sent over to. Um, an office that can expedite it because not all service candidates can print them on site and she was so mean and I was like okay at least it got sent over but then it was a Friday and you're like you know nothing's getting done for the next two days yeah exactly so I called back on Monday just to be like this girl was so rude and I just (laughs) have a couple questions so hopefully like I need to get a call this week because I leave on Sunday a week today if I don't have it by Friday, they were like, oh, you can offer to pay the weekend fee, which is $335. No, that's like absolutely not. Yeah. My ticket to Spain was $370. Oh my gosh. I love that you're going to Spain. I know we're going to Spain. So we get in on the 16th because yeah. our flight's at night and we leave on like the Thursday, Friday to go to Seville. But we fly into Barcelona and I'm like, I can stay an extra couple of days and maybe hit the race. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so going to send you some recommendations because yes, uh, and I, with our friend Anisha, we went, we did a Spain trip like a few years ago. I mean, obviously with COVID time, I don't know, but yeah. there's like one specific restaurant that we went back to quite a bit. So I can't yeah. remember the name right now, but I will send it to yes, you. Yes. It was in Barcelona. I remember that, but it was it was so good yeah yeah we're going to Barcelona Seville and Mallorca 
Oh, Mallorca is beautiful. I know. And then we're going to the Amalfi Coast for like nine days. Everyone is traveling. Like Caitlin's in Portugal right now. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. The only place I'm going to in terms of a trip is I'm going to California. My brother's leaving for grad school. So we're going to go move him in there. Nice. Um, and then I'm going to Palm Springs after. But that's like not fun. Like that's not like Europe. <laughs> like the Europe summer is such a vibe right now but yeah once you finish this like crazy busy time I mean hopefully uh actually that's like the perfect segue into our first ad break because (laughs) I'm actually speaking at this event so this episode of Get Checkered is brought to you by Inventors your front row seat to what's next Register now for Inventors 2022, where you can learn, share, and be inspired by startups, entrepreneurs, investors, and global thought leaders who are redefining the future. Inventor runs June 1st to 3rd in Calgary and online, featuring more than 150 sessions, over 250 speakers, international keynotes, expert panels, startup pitch events, networking opportunities, and more. You can reserve your pass at inventors.com. That's I-V-O-I-N-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-S, Canada.com. And I'm actually speaking at a panel at Inventors this year. So I didn't realize it was a big deal, Um, (laughs) but I am speaking. And if you are coming into the city, um, my, the building I work out of actually will be officially open to the public starting that adventures weekend. So you can come check me out, check out the new building. There's like a lot of fun things, but yeah. That's so exciting. You're such a girl boss. (laughs) (laughs) At this major event. (laughs) I just like do stuff, you know, and then I forget. Run the world. It's fine. (laughs) Well, I they tagged me in like I forgot I said yes. And then they tagged me in a photo on LinkedIn and I was like and then I remembered, like I got, you know, like the Raven Simone flashback. I was like, oh yeah, I, I mean, she did the flash forward. I did flashback to be like, oh, I did say yes to that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can come see me. Um, this week's race was in Miami, which was what, like, <laughs> I don't know. I just thought there was such an insane amount of press beforehand, but I'm like, how are these drivers still functioning? to be honest, Uh like to get through to the weekend, like there was just so much stuff that they were at. Yeah. And like the hustle and bustle was crazy. And it looked like it's obviously a very physical race. Yeah. They're all like crawling to the media pit after I'm like, yeah, (laughs) if this is their Miami weekend, think of the Vegas weekend. Vegas weekend that's coming up. Like I have no idea what it's going to look like at all. So (laughs) going to be like DNFing in their hotel room. (laughs) I'm tired at 9 a.m. <laughs> when they just get home from the casino. That's actually such a good point. Um, with this new track, Caitlin normally does track facts, but I thought I would steal her thunder a little bit. Um, so this was a temporary circuit built around the Hard Rock Stadium. Remember that it's a Hard Rock Stadium because there's like weird shit throughout today that I was just like, I don't know what's happening. Um, and it's private facilities in the Miami suburb of Miami Gardens, Florida. The track is just over five kilometers long and features 19 corners with the average speed of 223 kilometers an hour. There was so much just random stuff. So do we even talk about the fake Marina? Like, what? 
I think that was like the biggest talk of the weekend. <laughs> this fake marina. Everyone's like, oh my God, they're like Jesus walking on water. And I'm like, get <laughs> over it. It was so strange because Miami, I'm like, it's expensive to host a Formula One race. We know this. They have money. They could have like gotten a swimming pool, like you could go to Costco. They're like $300. Like you could have figured something else out than just having, like, I just have not been, I just, I'm confused. Okay. I was just very confused with this fake Marina situation. I'm also like, if, if it's a temporary track, like why not wait until the real track is built? Mm -hmm. Like race. Yeah. And Maybe give the people who were at spa last year that got rained out <laughs> in the race. That's, That's actually a good point. Their tickets. Like I know Miami's actually complete and we don't have a fake marina. And <laughs> go to spa. I'm pretty sure it was spa, right? That got rained out. That rained out. Yeah, because it was um George's first point. And yeah, everyone was like, Oh, this is so great. And he, and even though we were miserable, it was also like <laughs> Okay, fine. He got his first point. So we need to be yeah, happy for him. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Freaking fake Marina. All the videos on like Twitter where yeah. reporters are like backstroking <laughs> on the ground. It was, oh my God. it was so chaotic. And all I could think about was in Monaco, um, obviously that iconic video of Danny Ricardo when he wins and does like the swan dive into it. Like you can't get that fun out of any of this yeah Um, they're also I don't know if you saw the overhead shots but there was the two pools at the hard rock um stadium or whatever which looked like kiddie pools because everyone had their feet in it but they weren't physically in it and there were mermaids there were mermaids like floating (laughs) I know very like very strange very traumatic very (laughs) Monica wannabe and I'm yeah. like you can't compare you can't no. and it feels like a total fever dream to some degree because I'm like how did like all of this is so weird like I don't know what's happening it's very Florida like it gives Florida so I'm like you know what yeah. makes- and I feel like that's why people weren't in the pool is because like their makeup would just come off they're like oh I'll dip my toes I'll dip my feet in like, yeah okay. my spray tan's gonna wash away oh, if I jump in. Yeah. Uh, there also was a ton of expensive fan experiences so the whole idea was like the Miami Grand Prix was gonna have all this stuff because it was for the fans right they want to bring all these American fans to Miami to watch the race and um there's this great restaurant in New York I don't know if it's great actually TikTok told me it was great so I'm going to say yes it's great it's called carbon it's like a pasta italian place you could eat and have a sit-down dinner for three thousand dollars like that was like one of the many fan experiences i saw and all of them were so expensive i'm like how is this for the fans if the fans have to like pay a month's worth of rent to just eat food not sure a bowl of pasta yeah (laughs) and it's probably like the simplest pasta like I'm going to say this so wrong. Is it, <laughs> is 
Cacho de Pepe. It's like a <laughs> pepper and cheese in pasta water. And they're paying $3,000. I'm like, yeah, I'll make it for you in my like trailer that I'm going to drive to the rooms because that's what I'll be living in for the next five months if I'm paying three grand. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, who can even afford to go to this? And I think when we were talking about who can afford to go to this, so many famous people. Did you have like a specific celebrity that you were like, oh, this is so exciting that you saw like pop up in the photos? Um, so I was watching kind of like the pre-race, like on the grid and everything. And it was so insane, but I saw this little like familiar face in the corner and I was like, is that Shawn Mendes? Oh my God. Ontario boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, look at him all cute up in there. And then I saw a video of him in like Lewis, like hugging. And I was like, wow, represent. But, um, so many, like the Williams sisters, yeah. the Beckhams, yeah. um, I'm forgetting so, a big one. A former first lady, Michelle Obama. Yes. Okay. Yes. When I saw her in the Mercedes photos, I was like, is this real? Like, please give whatever luck you have to these folks because. <laughs> yeah. Give it to Lewis. Cause he's been having a hard time. I know. Which um, didn't like this race was, I feel like a little bit better, but it just maybe didn't go the way that he wanted. Yeah. Um, we're going to like, dive into some of the hard stuff because we talk about issues about all the places that these folks race and um florida is chaotic it's actually extremely chaotic because of the governor governor DeSantis. and i wanted to like i don't know i was trying to figure out like do we talk about everything that's going on in the states and then i was like maybe let's just focus on florida because florida in itself is like a story so yeah. obviously you know roe v wade has been in the news and the headlines like mad um here in canada as well uh, as well as the United States, um, you know, the TLDR on that is the Supreme Court. Something leaked that basically said they were going to overturn something that's been there for 50 years that gives women the right to do what they want with their bodies. Um, and in Canada, actually, our government said that anyone, um, our prime minister said that anyone that is in the U.S. and needs to get an abortion can actually come to Canada. Like, we'll facilitate that and figure out how to make it happen. I don't know what he means by that, but just to speak it like that, this is not just an American issue. It's a Canadian one as well. Like we're all keeping eyes out. And also in Canada, we, as much as we, it's um, a choice that we can still make, uh, we actually don't have a lot of access depending where you are in the country. Like in some places there's zero ways to do it. So um, speaking about Ron DeSantis though, before in April, he actually signed uh, one of the first restrictive bans surrounding abortion it was a 15 week abortion ban so anything past 15 weeks like you wouldn't be able to go through the medical procedure that you need um so he signed that in law in april and it's been kind of something that's just been happening with a lot of these conservative conservative states um as soon as one of them does it they're all like okay i'm gonna try it too and see what happens and if that wasn't so awful um he also in i think it was like 2021 actually then he did this he barred transgender females from playing on public school teams intended for student athletes um, that were born as girls so again just a really pretty shitty piece of legislation what i think is interesting though courtney when i was looking this up um there was a senator in utah who was like asked to sign something similar and he which I, you know, giving credit to a Republican here. Um, mm. He actually read all the stats on the impact of transgender kids and stuff like that. And he said, look, I can't sign this because we're going to be targeting 
like these children who have, you know, higher risk of suicide and all this other, all these other things. Um, and they make such a small part of the population. Like it just doesn't make sense. So it's nice to see there's some like semblance of normalcy out there, but not for Ron DeSantis. And he also doesn't believe in climate change. <laughs> Cherry on top. What an idiot. Oh my God. It's so funny because he talks about how he's going to like help save the ocean and stuff. And then he doesn't believe in climate change, but great. <laughs> like some people, it mm. like blows my mind. And like, yeah. how do you function on a day-to-day basis? And how do you sleep at night? Like, 100%. especially in terms of like women's rights, like you yeah. have a wife. If you have like daughters, like where is the thought process? Where is like the thought, the care, the -hmm. sympathy? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing dead behind the eyes is what I say. (laughs) (laughs) No, I completely agree. Uh, There's absolutely like no empathy for another human being whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Or even just the understanding that like women should not be in any way or anyone, even yeah. trans kids they should not be second class citizens in any way they should have the right to live the life that they want and um I just we have actually our audience is 33% American so for all the women out there I, I'm curious like send us a few tweets or send us dms I feel like we get more of those than we get anything else let us know your thoughts because I think uh, there's a lot of stuff happening and yeah. of the drivers of course Sebastian Vettel he was wearing his um the shirt all weekend talking about yeah the Miami underwater which he's very very passionate about about tackling climate change and then Lewis Hamilton also said something about how just egregious it is that women are about to you know lose very fundamental rights so the drivers that we typically know speak up (laughs) um but I hope the other ones do too because it's like it's a very scary spot to be in right now I know think of like how much money even is now going into the U.S. in terms of Formula One, like they're hundred percent. Now there's going to be three races as of next year, mm-hmm. and it's not only the U.S. Like, whenever we go to like Dubai or yeah, Jeddah, like we need to, like, Formula One as a company, I think needs to take a step back and reevaluate the issues that are going on, and not just put a bandaid over it for the three days that the race like the events are going 100 and I don't know who needs to like get in power to do it I think that's the biggest problem because I'm like how do they not realize if they're bringing in you know hundreds of millions in tourism or whatever that looks like for a city but the women on their own team are considered second-class citizens when they go there like Mm -hmm. it's just it's really bizarre and I don't know how they're grappling with that and I, I don't think that they are but it's just we expect more. <laughs> and I think the drivers are starting to expect more too. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, my yeah. heart goes out for people. The world just seems like a very, very scary place. And I hope that for the, you know, the hour and a half or the hour that you spend with us, it's a little bit of a reprieve or that we can be a bit of a sounding board, but you're right, Courtney, like the FIA and formula one needs to be held responsible or say something like do anything for the love of God. Yeah. I mean, if look at what happened with Russia, like drivers Mm -hmm. spoke out and now it's not happening. Mm -hmm. Like, I think 
drivers are starting to see the power that they can have yeah. and how strong their voices can be that I hope that the Russian Grand Prix like cancellation of that whole thing I hope that it shows them how powerful they can be and and what they can do with with their platform mm-hmm. I agree with you um power this- to us yeah, and power to the women out there trying to just do stuff. Seriously. Um, before we talk about qualities, though, we're gonna dive into an ad break. Yeah. So with Pod Power, our sp- our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod po- Pod Power shout out to Book Women. Book Women is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Métis librarians representing nations across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form that they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more at bookwomenpodcast.ca. So for Quali, I actually joined the Chronicle, the F1 Chronicle team um, for their sort of like post Quali podcast episode. So people can check it out. But did you have a chance to watch a qualifying at all, Courtney? I watched a bit of it. Um, I worked yesterday too. So I saw some of it. I saw, I'm blocking out. <laughs> That's I saw- I thought something. <laughs> well, the only like we had, you know, a full blown like hour long conversation. So I'll make sure to link it in the show notes so you can listen to not just my opinion but other folks' opinions um, from all over the states, actually, um, and the UK on what happened. But my like giant red flag, since we were just talking about how shitty the FIA can be sometimes, is you know, Esteban and um, Carlos Sainz got into accidents in free practice and in qualifying, and. 47g 51g and a corner and the drivers like these drivers are saying this is a danger we need to put something there um and the FIA ignored them which I think is like absolutely insane especially because last week was Arrington Senna's the anniversary of his death and his passing so it's like I don't know I just thought it was so insane that they just ignored them and were like okay like gotta race yeah again and also like keep going back to this like episode one of like drive to survive season three when lewis is like cash is king yeah That's, like all i care about right yeah. um uh-huh. but it's the same as like i mean i guess that they did make some changes to the jetta track this year but think of how many drivers were like this is a dangerous, dangerous. track this is yeah. so dangerous everyone said anything but nothing was done for qualifying that weekend or the race um in jetta but yeah, they like Carlos and Esteban had the exact same like spin, basically, right? Yeah, it was like the exact same turn, the exact same place they went into the wall. Yeah, and it's like, hello, <laughs> hi, like can yeah. we get pushed over here or something? <laughs> can anyone support them, please? Yeah, um, yeah, I just I don't know, but some other things from Quali that were sort of highlights and lowlights. Obviously, George just did not have a good qualifying. Yeah. Um, Max finished in P3, which he wasn't happy about because his free practice, he couldn't get a lap in because the reliability of the Red Bulls seems to still be an issue. Uh, Lando showed up though, and it was like exciting to see, but mm-hmm. 
yeah, so there were some good pieces, but I'm just going to like tell y'all to go check out the episode so yeah. you can go listen to it there. Um, but race day. So before the race, I was surprised to see this because Lance Stroll actually finished in, I'm sorry, qualified in P10. Mm-hmm. And I think Sebastian was like P12 or 13. So like not too far behind um, with all their car issues that they've been having. And I saw that like both the Aston Martins were in the pits just like chilling and I was like what's going on <laughs> yeah. And- yeah, like, so they, they started the race from the pit lanes because of the fuel their fuel was too cold right and again like technicalities with this car so apparently um you know you have to meet regulation for everything obviously and with the fuel being too cold or colder it actually helps your car go faster so they had to wait until it came up to temperature, which meant that there was two cars just missing from the grid. Yeah. Yeah. It wouldn't get to temperature by the time they had to like get the cars to the grid. Right. So they were yeah. like, let's, let's start from the pit lane, which is like so interesting. Cause yeah, this is probably one of their best qualifyings all year. And yeah. Like, who's going to make that decision, especially after the drama. I feel like we've heard about Lawrence Stroll, like reaming out the crew for not performing and then you're going to take this like penalty yeah okay we need to talk about this because I've been trying to figure out Lauren Stroll is a businessman the Formula One team people do not make money off of Formula One teams by the way folks it's just like a black pit of just sucking money because it's just so expensive um and we know that Porsche and Audi are coming in we've been talking about it now for about a year Mm-hmm. Um, sprinkled in here with, through all the episodes and initially they, they just said they were going to do like the power units. So engines, but do you think Lauren Stroll will sell the team to take on one of them? Yeah. To like Aston Martin and sorry, not Aston Martin, Audi or Porsche. I mean, we got time. It won't happen t- till 2025, but still. I, I feel know. like they would have to show some hard numbers because like you said, he's a he's not going to invest his money in something that yeah. he's not confident in, but it would be interesting. I mean, I feel like Aston Martin is a pretty strong name in Formula One to begin with. Like was it was Red Bull Aston Martin when Max first joined. So it'd be interesting mm-hmm. to like kick that that whole brand out of f1 but i mean audi and porsche are huge names as well huge in the auto industry that if they showed the data i'm sure he would i'm sure he would that's what i think too because i'm like it's a money suck for him right now and we know he literally bought the team so his kid could race (laughs) so if it just like if it continues to go like this if until 2025 aston martin is like at the back of the grid yeah I could see him also just selling or, you know, at a minimum swapping the power units to something else because we know that the Mercedes one hasn't been great, but I don't know. I just think it's like, like you said, it's just unfortunate because this was such a strong, a stronger weekend for them than we've seen. And just can't seem to catch a break. (laughs) Honestly, I feel so bad for Sebastian Vettel though. Like Lance Stroll, I'm like, "Mm, whatever. But yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. But like Seb, he does so much outside of racing and he yeah. has such a good attitude, blah, blah, blah. Then he gets stuck with 
this billionaire jerk who honestly cares only cares about his son like he just wants his son to have the best car when I mean don't get me wrong you have to have talent to get in like Lance knows how to drive but you're also dealing with Sebastian Vettel like in terms yeah like in terms of finances too like when you get higher like the higher you are on the constructors the more money you the more funding you get like let's maybe logistically put two and two together but I don't know I don't know what's going on with them um but let's hope they figure it out so I kind of broke it down into a few different categories and one is just like Red Bull versus Ferrari so right off the start okay Carlos has been going through it okay so this weekend I was like Carlos for the love of God, I know. <laughs> get P2. Cause we know, you know, Charles has a bit more pace. He's more comfortable in the car. Also from that accident, um, Carlos was complaining about like a stiff neck and he had like an issue with his hips. So I was just like, just get P2. And then right off the start, Max just gets swings right by him. <laughs> just gone. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I know. Okay. Also, did you, I don't know if I'm just like, watching it weird but did you did that not look like the slowest start ever yeah I was talking about this with the formula uh on the chronicle podcasting I don't know if it's like they're filming it just like all like weekend different angle or something yeah. yeah like all weekend a lot of the angles just looked really weird and I'm like I don't I don't know what's happening <laughs> for like yeah, why I saw the lights go out and I was like are they gonna go and then yeah. I was like Oh, they, they oh, are they're like, they're moving. Maybe. It was like, <laughs> okay. That's not like that's not as dramatic as I was expecting, but Max got such a good start. I was like, Oh, I saw it happen. And I was like, come on. Vamos, yeah. Carlos, vamos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Carlos, get some speed in you. I know. And, uh, the luck continued for Max because by like, I can't remember his lap 10 or 11 Max passes Charles and I do think it's because this track just the straight line speed of the Red Bull mm-hmm. was like insane to watch t- today like we know it's always been there but today it you could see the deficit between Ferrari and Red Bull I thought at least just yeah, how much, you. yeah of like oh yeah okay Charles is in a DRS zone but he can't speed up enough versus like the Red Bulls can gain on them so fast especially with DRS so I was like I don't know what's going on um but basically you know you've got the two out front kind of chasing each other and then Checo and Signs sort of stayed together within like a couple seconds of each other um which worked out really well for them because there obviously was a safety car which we'll dive into um and it really worked well for Sergio because yeah. of that straight line speed again. Like as soon as it was bunched up, I was like, Oh, Carlos, <laughs> when they start this again, you have to go so fast to get away from this. Man. Come on, baby. Just go, <laughs> just go as quickly as possible. And because you need to like, he needed to get away from the DRS yeah. with the Red Bull and it just like, wasn't happening. And then at lap 52, science got so lucky. Like when Sergio, did you see him? Like Sergio was pat, like, oh my gosh, came yeah. on him on the back straight, just so, so, so fast. And then passed him, but locked up. Yep. And Carlos just, mm, take it yeah. back. Take yeah. it back. And then 
kept on like going and it was like super great. I think what's interesting though, is throughout the race, um, we saw Checo like get a lot of speed. And there was like one other time I can think of where he came so close to snagging signs. And then after he did that one time, he pops on the radio and he's like, I'm losing power. I'm losing power. Yeah, and yeah. it's just so interesting to hear like how the drivers were so competitive because his team's like, no, like nothing is wrong. Like they're like, you know, him. he's like, yeah, I can feel it. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, I can He's like, feel it. No, like, don't tell me. Yeah, he tell me. He goes, look at my lap times. And the commentators are like, yeah, they should really look at his lap times. Like, they are falling back. And they're like, you're fine. Just keep going. No, he wasn't fine. He had, he should have been ahead of Carlos Sainz, like, way earlier is yeah. what I'm talking about right here. So, um, I don't know what was going on, but hopefully they can figure out what was up with this car and even in the post-race interview, one of the ladies like brought it up to Max and Max was like, like, hopefully we figure it out. Obviously Max was fine because obviously he won the race. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Do you think that Ferrari will be able to respond to the straight line speed? Because it's like insane. I I feel like Red Bull's always been good on the straights. Like even compared to Mercedes in the last couple of years, But I feel like also Ferrari has impressed everyone this year mm-hmm. and they're able to make adjustments weekend to weekend. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent confident that they'll be able to match their speed on the streets, but I think they'll, they'll get somewhere. Right. And I think that's the piece that I'm having like a hard time wrapping my mind around because these, everyone's going to have upgrades, right. As the season yeah. wears on. But the thing is, if Red Bull's already, okay, for the YouTube listeners, you'll see this, but like if Red Bull's already at a certain level with the straight line speed, they come in with upgrades and maybe it helps them get even faster on the straight line speed. But Ferrari then has so much to catch up mm-hmm. for. So, I mean, I'm with you. I think that they'll be fine, but we just want like a, you know, we want to be competitive. So yeah. 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 I feel like the next two races, is it Spain and then Monaco? Yeah, which I think would favor Ferrari. Yeah, I think it's going to be Ferrari, Ferrari, and then swing back to to Canada because I think Canada is the next race. I know what you're going to. Yeah, I'm not going. I don't even think about going. I'm so excited. Um, but I think Red Bull is going to come back after Monaco. Like, but I feel like that's what the season is going to be. Like the back and forth. It's going to be Red Bull, Mercedes. But Red Bull Ferrari again, like all yeah. year, the whole year, yeah. which I'm like, ugh, it always it kind of gets a little bit boring. Um, I know. Let's get Lando up in there. Dang. I know. We got to talk about our boy from McLaren in a second here. Oh. Uh, in the post race interviews, like Carlos was his typical self. He was just very hard on, on himself and was like, mm-hmm. you know, it's been tough. We got what we deserved. I was like, okay. Um, they were actually being interviewed by Willie T. Ribs, which I did not know who he was, which is not good, actually. Uh, he is an American race driver, race owner, and a sports shooter. And he's also the first African-American man to ever test drive a Formula One car. And he did it in 1986. He did like Indy 500, Indy car, and a bunch of other stuff. But if you were curious about who that man was, um, who called Charles Leclerc Chuck, uh, <laughs> 
he is actually like a prolific driver and I'm glad he did the interviews, but I just thought it was so funny that he called him Chuck. I know. Chuck LeClaire. I was like, like like, from Monaco. (laughs) I don't think that works, but the biggest names in F1 right now, but it's fine. It was, yeah, I was like, it's fine. And uh, Max just said that the, the race was really physical. And in that interview, he like mentioned something about Max like going in the ring and like boxing people. And Max was like, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna box, but I'm gonna stick with racing. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with racing. Um, so all in all, you know, Max took it home, followed by Charles and Science in P3. It's like a podium we're pretty used to seeing right now because every race Max finishes, he wins. Um, and when he does win, it looks like that. So <laughs> Hopefully in the upcoming races, we can see something change and maybe one of those things to be Lando on the podium. So how was like McLaren for you this weekend? Mm, Like underwhelming, but so I, um, I watched this, I was just like scrolling TikTok one day and McLaren was live and Lando does those like Twitch streams on everything. So he was live streaming a Twitch on McLaren and it was basically him kind of in the simulator of the Miami race. And he even said in, in that live, like, this is a pretty dangerous track. Just a lot of the corners are tight and that one wall, I forget what turn it's at, but everyone came within like a centimeter of this wall. Um, And so in that kind of live stream, he was like, this isn't going to be our, this isn't going to be a track that we're going to go off of, like, this isn't going to be great for us. So I kind of went into this weekend, not expecting, like not with my high expectations of, oh, maybe, maybe this will be a good one for them. So I kind of went in and I was, I mean, I'm happy Lando made it into like Q3. Yeah. Um, He actually did really well in qualifying. I thought, yeah. yeah. So, and, and Daniel did pretty well for the most part in qualifying, but I don't know. I feel like come the race it wasn't the greatest (laughs) so didn't like Danny Rick made his way like through the field Mm -hmm. um, by lot 15 he came like p11 so he was close with his teammates but um I I think and not even McLaren a lot of people struggled in the pits today yeah um, and And then a lot of people's races including Lando unfortunately he ended up in that like depressing DRS train. Like McLaren, from what I saw when he came into the pits, they had a hard time getting one of his tires, like either like fully on or off or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the commentators were saying that because the heat is like so intense um, and the wheels are going and under a lot of stress, like the actual nuts can be like quite hot or like can be molded in certain ways. So yeah, so he ended up, coming to the pits he was doing so well and then ended up in a drs train which we know is what screwed up hamilton not too long ago too so poor guy i know and you heard them kind of on the radio saying that the aston martins were screwing up the race Mm -hmm. like like aston martin and, and haas they were just kind of not doing the best in terms of like for mclaren but um then poor Lando lot 41 gets like cl- clipped with Gasly basically. Yeah. Um, 
in like the posters interview you could see Lando was upset but yeah. and Pierre I think they're just frustrated they're annoyed but ultimately no one they didn't blame one another like I think Lando said I think he was just looking in his right mirror um Pierre was like he could have got over a bit more but ultimately there was no it wasn't like how the last race you saw Daniel Ricardo admit that he clipped Carlos like yeah. rear-ended him and went to the Ferrari garage and apologized this was very much just like we're racing it happened it sucks we're annoyed but what could you do right yeah and I think that's um just was very mature of both of them and Mm -hmm. actually Gasly in the post-race also said that a lot of their issues kind of came from what happened before which was Alonso I feel like was very feisty (laughs) today it seemed like every incident somehow Alonso was somehow involved or like every time I looked (laughs) up at the screen they'd be like investigating whatever and it was always Alonzo um but Alonzo and Pierre like got into a little kerfuffle and there was damage to Pierre's car and he was we could see him because he was slowing down a lot and then when he was slowing down he went wide for a couple turns and he bopped on the radio and was like I can't really turn right and then you know he tried to get back on track and then clipped Lando but it was scary to look at because I we know that those cars are made to break like they're supposed to take the impact so you don't take the impact but that tire like popped off (laughs) oh my god yeah and he spun like 40 times (laughs) I was like okay and he was fine he got out walked back but I was still like I know like could you imagine spinning that many like going through that impact and just being like walk away walk down the track like jump through a gate I would be like, <laughs> help me. And I hate, I was um, with like my boyfriend's family and I was just like, I absolutely hate when the drivers are clearly upset. They're so upset. And this guy, he's got a basketball helmet too. So he looks like a kind of like a meme, but he's so upset and he's walking back and the camera is just right in his face. Like he's taking off his helmet and the camera's right there. I'm like, just let him be like upset. And also like, calm down a little bit because the adrenaline of being in an accident like that like of course he had the time to like walk and maybe center himself but still I was like people just figure it out stop being weird I know they're like right in your face and even remember Sochi last year like the Russian race poor kid like clearly had been crying they're like how do you feel and you're like Leave him alone. Leave him alone. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, another team that kind of had a weird weekend was Mercedes. So I, I, I just don't know what was going on with them in free practice flying. George actually got like a P one in one of the free practices. I think Lewis got like a P three. Mm-hmm. So something worked. And I remember being like, this is it. They finally figured out the car back. back. This is amazing. We'll have three competitor competing teams, like at the front of the grid. Like, this is going to be great. No, um, qualifying came around and I don't know if they changed the configuration again or what. And George finished like p12 like didn't make it to q3 lewis struggled in the first um q1 like really really struggled with the car and it was like in the 90th minute you know like 30 seconds left that he ended up finally like positioning himself well but i just don't know how you go from like the high of being 
P1. And I should say that uh, Georgia's time was like a 128, which no exactly. one else did the whole weekend in the terms of the races and stuff. How do you go from that to like not qualifying well? Like I have no idea what's going on with that team. I know. And I feel so, so bad because it's such a high mm-hmm. just to like such a low. And I mean, you race in Formula One, the lows are as low as they can get right um like the most competitive cars always the most competitive drivers that and it's a team like it sucks for george in terms of now you're on this this great team that has been winning and doing so much and now you're kind of at this at the beginning of like kind of a new the new era formula one yeah but then like i feel i'm like gutted for lewis because he's so used to everything that he's like like remember when he was like do you even get a are you even in the points when you're 10 and they're like yeah you get one you get one one, but yeah like it it, I've uh, like yeah what what happened within the day and I have no idea and I I hope that they and they interviewed Toto in the post-race stuff and he was like yeah like we gotta figure out what happened on Friday and like dissect it but all of the cars, I'm fairly certain Lewis's car still has sensors on it and stuff like that to try and figure out what's happening. But I'm like, how long can you go like this before you're at a place where you need to change it again? You know what I mean? Because, yeah. Like, yes, P5 and P6, still the third fastest car on the grid, but both of them are not competitive, right? Like Lewis is seventh in the standings yeah. right now, seventh after, well, I'll say it, after winning last year, he's now in seventh. Um, and George is doing really well for his first, you know, year at a team, but he should be competing for a championship, you know, um, it was interesting to see what, when, um, George and Lewis are kind of back to back, I was, I was like, what's going to, is team order is going to come what like, what's it going to be, but ultimately, and then I didn't really hear anything from like the Mercedes pit wall or anything. And then. I went to go like get a glass of water and all I heard was Russell's going after Hamilton. And I was like, why are you fighting your teammate? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I love, like I'm a Lewis over George fan. So I was like, what are you doing? Why are you fighting him? Seriously. Like, so I don't know. I feel, and I also heard in um, like Jensen Button and uh, what's the other guy's name? Is it Paul Deresta? No, I don't think so. Anyway. Like the Danica, Danica Patrick and Jensen yeah. Button, the other guy, the when other they were guy. doing the post-race interviews, um, were kind of like to George, how long are you going to k- try with these like fancy positions yeah. or when are you just going to go, like when do you think Mercedes is just going to go back to the basics? Like, because clearly this isn't really working for you guys. And I mean, George is so nice. He's like, everybody's working so hard it's been a fun issue but you can tell that it's kind of it's a little bit frustrating for them right yeah and it's definitely wearing on the team so for George he you know started in p12 did really well and I think where Mercedes is maybe missing the mark with Lewis is like George was on a completely different strategy because he didn't have like he -hmm. was in a position where he had nothing to lose you know what I mean it was like try everything get him in a place where he can gain. And he was the only one starting on hards. I'm fairly certain it took him like watching him. I was like, Oh dear God. Cause he was really struggling to get the tires like in a good spot. 
Um, once he did though, he moved he through the field. It. Yeah. He did such a great job. And also he could stay on the tire for a really long time. So as people are pitting, getting stuck in DRS trains, when there's like learnings happening with the tires, he can still stay. And mm-hmm. of course he even said like, let's just go along, figure out if there's a safety car, a virtual safety car, which ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and he capitalized on that. And I think where they're sort of missing the mark right now is with Lewis, they're not risking anything. So he didn't have the best start. He actually lost two positions off the start, um, got things together, passed folks that needed to pass. And then, like you said, it was just him and George going back and forth. And I was like, is this, this is not what you want to do either. Like, yes, you want to be competing against your teammate, but you want to be competing with the other people, not just each other. Yeah. And he like, didn't have a chance. Like he bopped on the radio being like, okay, like, do I come in when the safety car came out? And the team told him, like, what do you want to do? Which I didn't understand either why they did that. Me neither. Like, <laughs> you have the data. Like, yeah. you can only do so, like, he can only tell you so much when it comes to looking at everyone else's splits, like everyone else's yes. times and, and other strategies that have been going on. Like, why are you telling me to make the decision? Yeah. And he's also dealing with the pressure of this is a new track. Everyone says it's unsafe. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of things going on. I'm like, I didn't understand why they did that. I didn't understand why they pit him and it didn't pit him. And I think as fans of the sport and fans of Lewis, we just all have collective post-traumatic stress disorder tied to when they didn't pit him last time. And we all were like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, like him not pitting, um, basically George gained through that um by going long and then Lewis lost because he lost position and he even said like I might lose position and you don't know in Formula One but it it just was like difficult to see and um he's just not happy like he's really not happy where things are going and it's clear he's like very frustrated with where it's at and um I don't think it helps that everyone's like he should retire like what's wrong with him because I'm like I actually don't think it's a him issue I think it's like car issue (laughs) yeah I think it's this is a new car yeah I mean I guess Ferrari has figured out but like it's not a Lewis issue yeah (laughs) yeah and I hope he continues racing like I think he he can be competitive just let them figure out the car and figure out what happened on Friday that got it into the sweet spot? Um, yeah, like use those sensors for some good here. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that are weighing down his car right now too. Yeah. Uh, so there were some other DNFs and um, there was a really late accident. I didn't even see it happen, but Sebastian Mick accidentally bumped Sebastian Vettel um, and the pieces were flying off the cars. And yeah. I was like, oh no, this is bad because we know they're besties. But they handled it very maturely. And I think, again, tough pill for us, Martin, because I think this was a race where they could have ended up with like one or two points Mm -hmm. and it just didn't happen. So he had to retire the car. Mick did finish. I was heartbroken for Mick though. He was having one of the best races of his career. I know he could have got like, he was, had potential to get his first points. Yeah. I know. Such bad luck. (laughs) Such bad luck. It was just not great for him. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou didn't even get a chance to race really. So really early on, like lap eight or nine, um, there was like a technical or mechanical issue. So they were like, we need to call you in. And he was so heartbroken on the radio being like, are you like, are you serious? (laughs) 
and he posted on Twitter just like a sad face emoji I was like I'm sorry like that that sucks but they just couldn't do anything and I wanted to ask you because I didn't see this but when I checked up like what the final ranking was so K-Mag also didn't finish but I'm not sure what happened like me neither and I was on like the f1 app like trying to go through kind of the rundown and I was like I don't understand what happened here like I I just I don't get it I don't know what happened I know there was a lot of like him going why like there was a lot of stuff that was happening but up until then both Mick Schumacher and Kevin Magnuson were competitive they were racing against each other they were moving up sometimes in the points just outside the points so I just don't know what happened I don't know what happened yeah let us know yeah because I'm like we don't and we I've tried to look it up and I'm like I don't know what happened yeah. I know I was googling <laughs> Kevin Magnus in Miami but yeah, everything that came up with <laughs> was like why did he leave why did he leave formula one i'm like no 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 why did he not finish this race but i'm sure, I'm sure we'll sure. find out the moment this gets posted we'll be like oh yeah <laughs> we'll definitely i'll get a dm from someone being like oh he got dnf because thank you because we don't know right now yeah we're confused. uh the <laughs> other sort of thing i want to talk about was just we talked already about alonso's crazy issues but alex alban he's killing it killing it with his red hair I know I'm so happy he's yeah. like back racing yeah. I loved him in Red Bull um I think he deserved a lot more than he got yeah I agree Red Bull. <laughs> um like the moment I found out that Williams like actually signed him I like was so happy I think he's so fun he's just like that that young group of like Lando Alex and Charles they made me so happy and um and even like in all his posters interviews like he's making so many jokes he's laughing he was like my balaclava it looks like I got decapitated because all my hair dye is coming out because I was so hot and I'm like you're so fun and he's he's killing it like this is the fifth race of the season and he's gotten uh Williams two points yeah it's uh it's exciting I think just to see him so comfortable and also yeah. to see the growth because he did you catch like the interview that he did with Danica Patrick he really talks about how uh, something that's so key which is when you are out of Formula One for a year it's not like you can just like it's not like baseball or something right mm-hmm. like you can't just go pick up the equipment and do practice. it you can't just go practice but I think there's a lot of the mental game and maturity and how you can approach problems that you can really work on and I think that's what he's worked on so yeah. I also think it's great for Williams to have a lead driver in Alex, who's I know <laughs> if you're on YouTube, you just saw Courtney's face um, because <laughs> the Canadian Nicholas Latifi has been on that team forever and is embarrassing all of us. Um, but he's doing a really good job. And with him getting these like points here and there, it one helps Williams when they have to go back to their investors and sponsors to get more money, but mm-hmm. two, he's outperforming the car right so there means there's something in the car like there's something there and hopefully he can bring it forward and just kick ass like it's just so great to see I'm so happy for him um he also apparently the the folks back at his headquarters slash team were like we'll also dye our hair red if you get points 
finishing the points. And apparently these people are like backtracking all the engineers. So I don't know if they're on social, but people, you should get out there and tell them that they need to dye their hair red. Yeah, yeah justice for Alex. <laughs> and they need to dye their hair. I'm also so obsessed with like him and his girlfriend. I think they're the cutest couple ever. She's like a professional golfer. And um, I guess they had a term- tournament not long ago in his like Instagram story. He was like, I'm the wag this time. And I was like, oh, I love you guys so much. I know. I know. They're so cute. I love them. All of them have such great partners because traveling around this is a lot it's a lot I Um, know and you see a lot of my question also and maybe I'm just like naive but I mean like Heidi I feel like Heidi and Daniel basically confirmed their relationship last week um he posted Heidi and who oh Daniel Daniel. yeah 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 I did see that photo (laughs) I was like what do you mean what do I not know and then I was like wait a minute no I did see that photo (laughs) yeah um but she's been in like every race and I'm like, can I be this? Like, can I just travel with you and not do my own thing? Cause I'd be fine with that. I mean, I'm all for women empowerment and girl power, but it's also like, I'll be but wet. that's a thing. Female empowerment means you have the choice. If you just want to yes. do that, then do that. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm- I agree. Yeah. Like I have not, cause I know. I feel like we did an episode on who's like dating who, but a lot of these women have like careers or other side projects that they're working on. And like, maybe it's because of the era of like remote work that all of them just come to these races hauling their laptops. I know Georgia's girlfriend used to like, I could, she would be photographed with her books and stuff like that. Um, So I'm like, maybe that's it, but you're right. I'm just like, how do you do this? Because I would also like to do this for a year. My, my mom was saying like oh wouldn't it be so fun to work for like the marketing team and I was like yeah but you like girl like you can only do it for like a year before it really starts to impact your life want to know if I'm like I was gonna send this to you um before and then we just jumped on the zoom but so a couple months ago I just like applied for a communications like marketing internship at Red Bull Racing yeah. And on Thursday, I got an email saying, thanks for your application. We're very interested to learn more about you. Therefore, we asked you to complete this like survey so we can find a little bit more about you. And I was like, that's so exciting. I know. I was like, and it's just an internship. Like, I'm sure it's going to be unpaid again, but whatever. I was like, what do I have to lose? Just like applying. Nothing. And I applied in pretty sure I applied in like November. You have nothing so, to lose. I'm a firm really? believer in just like putting yourself out there because you never mm-hmm. know what can happen. Yeah, so. So exciting. Let let us know like what the questionnaire ends up being. <laughs> oh my God, no, it was so, so I did it. It was a 35 minute, like it was kind of a questionnaire personality test. Okay. And I'm, oh, I'm so bad with like math and numbers. And there was this whole section of, oh my God, I'm so sorry. That's so loud. That's um, this whole section of like kind of find the pattern like if this looks like this then what would it like shapes and numbers and whatever and there is this one pattern and I sent it to my sister I sent it to my friend my sister sent it to her boyfriend who has two math degrees and was like no freaking idea 
it was like this section should take approximately 10 minutes it took me 32 minutes because I was stuck on the phone <laughs> for like 15 minutes I was like there goes my chance I just ruined it on this question so it was but other than that it was kind of like association like if this happened how would you feel and it was pictures of like animals it oh was like God, an animal screaming like an like a like a wolf like growling to indicate like you'd be angry um like an otter with a pebble to indicate you'd be happy like it was it was kind of weird but <laughs> we'll see we'll see that's yeah. so upsetting though I got like a 19 page report on my personality and my strengths and weaknesses though but some of it's aggressive it's like you're great at this and it's like what you need to stop doing like, <laughs> oh <laughs> okay very direct I guess so we'll see oh my god yeah I think that's so great I don't know. Gotta put yourself out there. Never know what could happen. Exactly. We like now have a podcast with, oh, I, I don't know if I told you our stats recently, but we've somehow crossed, we have over 600 plus, I think maybe 700 now people a month listening to us every single month. That's every so exciting. Month. I know. Folks recommend your friends listen to us too, because uh, we would love to get to a space where we can get more brand deals. Yeah. I love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, anyways, we closed the race here in Miami with Max and P1, Charles and P2, Carlos and P3, Sergio Perez and P4, George and P5, followed by Lewis and P6, Valtteri and P7, who was doing really great until that one lockup, Esteban Ocon and P8, Fernando Alonso and P9, even though he got a five-second penalty, the timing worked out for him. He yeah, just yeah. moved one spot, which was fine. Um, Alex Allen in P10, then Lance Stroll, Yuki Sonoda, Danny Ricardo, Nicholas Latifi, P14, um, and then P15, Mick Schumacher, with the four DNFs being Kevin Magnuson, Sebastian Vettel, Pierre Gasly, Lado Norris, and Guan Yu Zhou. Yeah. Um, we're heading to Spain next. Do you have any predictions? Um, all <laughs> I want is for Carlos to have a good weekend. It's his yeah. home race. He had such a bad, like, Ferrari home race. Like, Imola was so bad for him that he deserves, he deserves the <laughs> chance. But I feel like it's going to be a uh, Ferrari Red Bull. Like, one, two, three again. Switching yeah. between, like, the four of them. What do you, how about you? I'm kind of with you. I just, I want Carlos to have a good race. I would love for him to win one because um, he hasn't won anything and it's been a long time. So yeah. it would be great if he could win the race. Will that happen? I don't know. And, but he just needs something to boost his confidence. I think is yeah. the big thing. I also hope that Lewis, like tonight, you know, with all of his famous friends, because he seems to apparently know everyone from Michelle Obama to, Sean or a Canadian boy Sean <laughs> but he has like blows off some tea like steam maybe has a few drink I don't know if he drinks but like you know whatever you do to blow off steam that he does yeah. just, like, enjoys himself because I think like I just want him to do well like we love Lewis and he's been in the sport for so long he's last year he like worked his tail off and I just want him to get that redemption story I think I don't yeah. know if he'll get it this year 
but I just want that to happen. And I want him to also start to feel some joy in what's happening. He's probably just going to go skydiving or something. Jump out of an airplane. Yeah. I mean, I would do it. I would do anything once, but yeah. I I think I would black out though. Like those videos. On your way down. A hundred percent. I'd be like, oh, this is so cool. And then out, out holes just immediately. I mean, if I was skydiving with Lewis, I think I'd do my best to stay conscious, but I wouldn't, I would be like, you know what, since we're hanging out and now we're going to become friends, you just need to accept me for who I am, which is mess of a human being. God, uh, I don't have other predictions though. I just like, like you said, I just want them to do well and yeah. to have good races and the ones that we've been, and also your boy Lando, I want Lando to do well. I think that McLaren team like needs a little bit of something. And um, I just, I don't know if Danny can bring it. I don't know what's going on with him. So I think it's Lando that has to bring it, but just something, something from the McLaren garage and team to feel like they're doing a good job well last week last race is good for them I think it gave him mm-hmm. some confidence um the thing that I like about McLaren is that they know what tracks are going to benefit them and what aren't you know yeah so they never really go into races I feel like at least Lando's very honest about it yeah they're not going into races like with unrealistic expectations if anything they're like yeah if we go higher than this then that's incredible right um but I, th- I hope this season Lando gets his, his first win yeah because I think I- he will it's coming it's yeah. coming he'll get that first win yeah maybe like hopefully soon I know maybe in Canada which you're going to oh holy crap so I'll have all the behind the scenes I know if you follow actually another great segue you should follow us on at get checkered on Twitter Instagram we don't have a Facebook account TikTok <laughs> and on our site getchecker.com. I know our listener Nicole actually sent us a review on Andrew Newey's book which Adrian Newey's book which I haven't posted yet so that'll be up there you can take a read um, but by following us a, we can hopefully like do more podcast episodes and get paid so we can pay people like Courtney for being on. Uh, but also you can follow her adventures when she's off in Montreal. Like oh. that's another reason to follow. It's going to be so fun. I'm also hoping, so I'm supposed to leave Barcelona that like Thursday, Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, media day is Thursday. Maybe I'll walk the streets, do a little... Carlos, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> Do my best. I mean, if you're, I mean, like you, we just said, putting yourself out there, maybe I'll just shoot an email to someone. It's like that TikTok sound where it's like, what would you do? Why don't you just call Taylor up? Yeah. No. <laughs> my mom's like, just DM him. Just, <laughs> just DM him. Yeah. I'm sure it's that easy. Hi, Carlos. Yeah. I'm going to be in Barcelona. You want to hang? You want to just chat for a second? Yeah. Questions. <laughs> I have a couple of questions. My face would be as red as a Ferrari car if I spoke with him. I'm like, no. no, you would be so fine and you would have great questions. Don't even say that. Oh, thanks. Okay, let's, let's take a moment. I hope I get my passport and I hope I meet Carlos Sainz. Thank you. Yeah. 
And I hope <laughs> when she meets Carlos Sainz that she can do a quick like Instagram Q and A or something. Yeah. I'd be like, I am here yeah. with. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would be insane. Oh my god. Okay, well, friends, thank you so much for listening. Do all the things that we said and also review us on all of the podcasting sites, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever helps folks find us. And we'll be back next week. There won't be a race. So we'll talk about the headlines or something else. Um, But that's it. Stay checkered and we hope you have a great week. Bye. Bye everyone. (laughs) 